As you get to know each other, it's inevitable. We used to say hi when we ran into each other down by the mailboxes. We asked how things were going. We remarked upon the weather. One time, we had a longer conversation about the pros and cons of installing geothermal heating. She was a great woman, honest and straightforward, stubborn and strong-willed. It's really too bad everything ended the way it did. I followed Hamza into the fancy apartment. We walked from room to room. We nodded at people who looked down at the parquet instead of saying hello. I wondered what we were doing there because the people at the party didn't look like people who would have business with Hamza. The guys were wearing suit jackets and the girls were wearing special indoor shoes. The fridge had a digital display and an ice maker. I thought, this will be quick. Hamza just has to find the right person, do what needs to be done, and I'll stand there next to him to make it clear that this is no time for discussion. The neighbour takes a sip of coffee and turns his face toward the ceiling to swallow it. The last time I saw Samuel, it was when he was here to pick up the car. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Thursday morning. It had rained overnight, but the weather had cleared. I was sitting here listening to the radio when I saw someone sneaking around down by the mailboxes. I stood up and went over to the window to get a better look. There was music in the living room. People were dancing politely like shop mannequins. They had these smiles on them like Lego men. But in there among them was Samuel. And my first thought was that he was having an epileptic fit. He was like vibrating in time with the low-volume music. Then he got down on his knees and bounced like a guitar player. Then he shook his head side to side like he was pretending to be a church bell. It was two hours before midnight and Samuel was dancing like it was the world's last slash best song. The neighbour rises and goes to stand by the window. This is where I was standing, right here. It was twenty minutes to nine. I stared at the mailboxes. I was holding the phone. I had a certain number to call in the event it was someone I didn't recognise, but I quickly realised that it was Samuel. He was coming up the slope with the local paper and a few advertising flyers in his hand. He was wearing a shirt and jacket under his unbuttoned coat. He was walking slowly, looking at the ground. Hamza kept going. I followed him. We found the right person, we had a short conversation, bills changed hands, everything went nice and smooth. When we were done, Hamza was thirsty and wanted a drink. We went to the kitchen. Hamza poured two drinks for himself and one for me. He chugged the first drink and did this big cartoon shudder. And we stood there in silence. No one talked to us, we didn't say anything to anyone. Now and then the girl whose party it was peeked into the kitchen to make sure we didn't swipe anything. The neighbour extends a crooked index finger. Do you see that birch? That's where he stopped. He stared up at the charred treetops and the burned house. I remember thinking that he looked paler than usual. He raised one hand and patted himself on the cheek, as if he wanted to wake himself up, or maybe comfort himself. After a few minutes, Samuel and a girl with a downy moustache came into the kitchen. Samuel had dark circles under the arms of his T-shirt. The girl was wearing a red blanket without holes for her arms. She was talking evening plans. There was a club night at Ryson and a DJ had put them on the guest list at Groden 
and later someone called Horny Hannah was having a party in Midsummer Kranson. Samuel nodded and filled up his glass. I was thinking that he was about as muscular as a bow and arrow. Hamza went to the bathroom. I stayed put. This was a good time to say something. At this point, you could stick out your hand and introduce yourself the way people do when they meet at parties. How's it going, I could say. What's up? How do you know the girl whose party this is? Which DJ's playing at Ryson? What is Horny Hannah's exact address? But I didn't say anything. I just stood there thinking I should say something. Because there and then I wasn't as used to hearing my own voice as I am now. The neighbour sits down again and pours more coffee. Then about fifteen minutes must have passed. When Samuel came out of the house, he was carrying a plastic bag that was so full it looked like the handles would break. He stuffed the bag in the back seat and was...